get from that? Right. You know, and, and to anybody listening to this, like, no matter what this is, like, wherever you have some place where whenever you think about this person or whenever you think about this event, whenever you think about, you know, it, you, it just stirs and brews up all of this turmoil mm. for yourself. Why? Mm. Why are you hanging on to this stuff? This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Another day of podcasting, Evan. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about relationship. Yeah relationships and, and but but maybe not the way our audience might think when they think of relationships yeah, these ain't your grandma's relationships <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means but it's something yeah it's something play with it play with it um okay so um the law of relationship we're going to get into this um evan and i have had a long pre-discussion today which is probably going to be incorporated this into this eventually but yeah it'll be probably spilling into this into some fashion although it wasn't directly related to relationship but you know as we talked about it relationships like in everything so it's kind of i think what's neat about this law is is helping people kind of see relationship in so much stuff and then because you understand this law you begin to be able to well directly change or alter or um, remake relationships to things and people and yourself and at the same time what i think why this is kind of cool is that our relationships the way we see them or experience them can be kind of limited in certain ways and in many ways we're kind of taking off the the chains or the bounds to what relationship can be in many ways with other people with things with yourself and so forth Mm -hmm. yeah so there's lots of stuff. We, we don't know exactly where we're going precisely with this one, but we've got some jumping off points and sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like for me, like the, the whole thing with relationship and this was kind of something that I heard from, from Alan Watts, um, some, some time ago, like a year or so ago, which was basically, he was saying that, uh, everything, absolutely everything is relationship. There's like there there's nothing exists apart from anything, uh, and and this is I, I don't know necessarily where how this is going to facilitate <laughs> the rest of this conversation, but but for me this is like uh, uh, opening up with like kind of the grand scale of what this is is that that truly nothing it, it has any frame of um, of existence to some degree without this thing called relationship like and and some examples would be like how how would you know earth without water and vice versa how would you know um how would you know the water and the like the sky if they did not both exist Mm. they're both not there then then how would you know it was even there yeah like what you're almost pointing to is how relationship helps us to actually identify one thing from the next and also how we interact with that thing because how we interact with the ocean versus how we interact with the land 
versus how we interact with the sky or the air is all a bit different. Mm -hmm. And these are often, I mean, I think if people aren't already seeing this, relationships, something that a lot of us take for granted. We don't really think about relationship a lot of the time, but it's there. And then usually you often only notice it when it doesn't work exactly the way you think it should. Mm. You know, we like notice relationship when it's like, hey, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, what I expect. And then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, like now I'm experiencing this thing in a new way. Like, for example, you know, if you um, have never been to Iceland or somewhere like that, you know, where it's like not not a lot of trees, but there's a lot of wind, you might not um, really know what that's like. Or if maybe you've never been in a place where there are a lot of trees, you know, and the trees sway from the wind, it's a different experience of wind. Mm -hmm. And you might have a different relationship to wind. Like here's an interesting thing about Iceland. If you rent a car in Iceland, they have something written into the contract of when you rent a car that if the wind, if you open the door and the wind blows your door like off your car, (laughs) it's your fault. Wow. Because basically people, they don't, because there's no, like a lot of times it's not a trees, right? There's Mm -hmm. wind blowing, but you can't really tell. And then the wind can be so powerful. It can blow a car off, like a door off a car. Yeah. And so... You know, if you live in, like, say, British Columbia, Canada, where there's lots of trees, that's, like, not really a concern. It's not even something we would think about because Mm -hmm. the trees deal with the wind and and we have a different response to it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. You would never think about the wind the same way unless you kind of almost, you interact with it in a new way, you know? Yeah, and and that's, like, one of, I think, what you're touching on is one of, the things about relationship and, and, and maybe this is, this is worth diving into, um, is that relationships evolve and relationships change, uh, in in all facets, you know, like when we say relationship, oftentimes like we, we think of like, Oh, like other people, like how a relationship, but we're talking about so much more than that. This is about how, not, not just how, because that is certainly a facet of this is how, what are relationships to, to others around us, not just our friends and family, but to the general public, to, to our, our audiences per se. Uh, but also as you're saying, like to, to things like just the environment, our relationship to the environment, uh, our relationship to our careers, our relationship I, and I think this is what's most important is our relationship to ourselves. Mm. You know, these are all, all components. Like, like we said, anything and everything, just, just look around you right now. What, what, what is around you right now? Is, is there other, other people or are there just, are you by yourself or other things? You have a relationship with all of it. You're listening to this on, on your iPod. You have a relationship to that iPod. Totally. Or do people even use iPods anymore? Well, yeah, (laughs) probably someone. But, you know, the thing is, is like, you're right. And, you know, isn't it interesting how maybe when you bought something brand new and you spent all this money on it and you really invested in it and it was so precious to you and you were so delicate with it and so careful. But maybe, you know, your, your computer or your phone, you've had it for several years now, maybe, or months or whatever, and it's kind of obsolete. And so in a certain way, there's a less kind of a care, like you perceive less value in it. Mm-hmm. And you maybe toss it around a little bit more, or you don't necessarily like, you know, you're not as careful with it, you know? And so like, um, things happen like this, you know, where we, we can, our, we can decrease our value in our relationship to something, or we can increase our value. You know, you meet somebody and at first, you know, I remember I was dating a girl and, um, 
we just were dating and it was like kind of like one of those relationships where it's like, yeah, we're hanging out and maybe we'll hook up and, you know, and whatever. But it was kind of like very temporary. And then what ended up happening was we ended up hanging out and connecting and we're not dating, like we're not in a relationship, but like I truly care about her and she really cares about me and we become these friends and in way we're better friends than some friends that I've known for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But we started off in this place of like, yeah, like who really cares? Let's just hang out and have some fun together. And then it became this kind of, it evolved from even a romantic relationship into a platonic friendship, Mm -hmm. which where we're just kind of there for each other and, you know, and she's somebody I can reach out to. And, you know, so relationships evolve and they change and, but you have to also be open to that possibility mm-hmm. because sometimes people like they get so about expectation. Well, if it's not this, then I have no use for it. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we get rigid in our relationships, we, we don't allow them to grow. We don't allow them to, to move. You know, it's like, I've had experiences in my life where, you know, um, you know, I've had falling out, uh, I've had a falling out with a friend who, who, didn't who, who was who was hanging on to a kind of relationship with me uh that was like you know things change and it, and it became uh and it became a, a challenging and a, str- and a struggle in in our relationship because there was there was no room to to move there was no room to deviate uh you know i couldn't i i, I had to to be somebody else or I had to be somebody who I no longer was in order to maintain this relationship. And that just was not something that was, was going to happen. Um, and, and there was another example I, I was thinking of, oh yeah. And, and on the, on the flip side of this, you know, I've had an experience where talking to a, a longtime friend of mine, we were having, having some drinks and we got into this conversation and we got into this really, really like philosophical deep conversation and i wasn't used to having this kind of a kind of a talk with this person in the past you know and i suddenly it dawned on me that i was just like oh my god i'm having this conversation with this person and it revealed a whole new dimension to them that I never knew was there, mm. but I was open to receiving it. And, but it also made me aware of the fact that there was a part of me that was holding them in this place of this person who I thought they were, mm. that this, this person I knew from my history and my past. And, and that was almost trying to keep them there. Mm. And it's just like that, that was just like, Oh, that's just who they are. You know, I've, I've put them in this little box and this is the kind of person they are. And, you know, it's doing not only myself, but them a disservice, you know, by, by maintaining some of these old things. And I think this is where, you know, the law of, of presence that we've talked about comes into play, like presence and, and relationship are, are very key kind of like partners. Mm. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. That's such a, it's such an interesting thing because I think that's part of the artist's struggle. You know, the artist struggle um, and, and, and by artist, I don't necessarily mean somebody that works in the arts, but like we're all artists and our ability to be creative and open and flexible in the world is stifled often by the fact that we are unwilling to look at something outside of how we've already seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
I remember um, I used to have this image of my my father and my mother as being these like saints who <laughs> never I, did any wrong, I, I never think, made any mistakes, right? And I'm I, sure people have had this, right? Yeah. And then there became a point where I started to go, oh, you were like me. Like you were messing up too and you were making mistakes. Yeah. And then, you know, I found out my dad like when he was like beginning and I'm just going to share it because I think it's funny. But I, I remember like when he was he was becoming this really successful self-made dude, he was getting stoned all the time because he couldn't face the fear <laughs> of calling people. So getting stoned helped him to deal with that. And yeah. I thought, you know, that's so funny. Like you were you were a guy who had fears like I have fears. And then I started to see the more humanness in my dad, mm-hmm. you know, because also like my dad and I have had our personal battles against each other. But when I saw him as this kind of perfect person that never had a fear and just always had it together there was kind of like this we were almost at odds but once I started to see our similarities you know the things that maybe he did where I don't where I felt hurt or disagreed with I'm like yeah but you know he was doing his best and I started to see the you know the the person right and that evolves our relationship and you know I think um as an artist the more flexibility the more play that we have with relationships the more give we allow for them, the more we have a chance to not only expand ourselves, but expand our options and expand our way of being creative. Because I think it's very difficult to be creative when you get stuck in rigid um, ideas of how the world is or how people are or how things are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, this, this, some of what we're talking about, this reminds me a little bit of, um, a, a podcast that we did back when we were the B and E podcast, and we had a, a musician on named Sam Davidson, also known as uh, Skim Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Great guy. Uh, he actually um, helped put together um, and and produce our our opening theme song. Yeah. T- uh, to the show, uh, and I remember when we had him on. We'll probably have him on again uh, to talk about that whole thing. <laughs> But we had him on and we were just, and, and so we just asked him like, hey, like, cause you know, we didn't know what we were going to talk about. He just showed up and we said like, well, what's, what's kind of something that you've been, you've been stewing over as an artist, as a, as a musician and, and what's a thought that that's kind of come, anything that's come up for you. And he brought up a topic. I think we called that episode like the coming of age as an artist, mm. but what was really about was he was talking about how his, how his relationship to music changed from when he was a kid, you know, wide eyed and bushy tailed, (laughs) (laughs) you know, young person as, as we all were full of all of these kind of thoughts and dreams. And they're beautiful if, if not somewhat naive, but beautiful Mm -hmm. and how, that thing kind of starts to shift and that that can be a very trying time you know in 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 anyone's life like and and I can relate to that like go wanting to be an actor growing up you know like I had ideas of of you know fame and fame and glory <laughs> uh and and how this was going to be and, you know, the parties I was going to go to and the people I was going to meet and, and all of this stuff. I, I, I dearly, dearly loved acting. You know, I really did and still do. Uh, but then that relationship began to change. 
you know, I began to make what I was doing about all of these other things. Mm. My, the, the meaning of it changed for me, um, both artistically as well as, as, as my career. And it created for a time a really difficult struggle for me because I had these ideas from, you know, of what my career was supposed to be, what, you know, was supposed to happen. And when things didn't fall into that exact place in the time frame that I had expected and all these things, my relationship changed to it. Mm. And, and it became a, a rather negative one to a point where I had to step back from it. I had to step away from it and say, like, what am I even doing here? Because it was like, it was like a bad relationship all of a sudden, you right. know? And it was like, is it you or is this me? <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, it's, it's me. me. And yeah. it was, and, and, you know, it was me. Yeah. You know, it was, it was me. I just didn't know it was me. I thought it was, I thought it was it. <laughs> I right. thought it was them for a while. Oh yeah. But it was, it was a, a, an important thing because I, I had to go and do it because I hadn't, I didn't realize that my relationship changed with it. I had to, to, to ask myself, well, what is the relationship I want to have with this thing that I'm doing in my life? You know, how is, is this on terms that I'm okay with? You know, or do I need to change some things about about how this this is functioning? And do I even do, do I even still love you? <laughs> like that was that was <laughs> yeah. That maybe was, we need a breakup. You know, and I think sometimes people they do this. You know, I've definitely questioned walking away from acting, and you know that. Um, where the relationship went from this, like, all I want to do is act. I just want to act all the time. I just, like, give me an opportunity to act. I'd mm-hmm. love that. To this point where it's like, I don't want to go to that fucking audition to, to do that for that, yeah. like, commercial or that part of that show I don't believe in. And, like, and then also getting wrapped up in the industry and how it's like, you know, I went out for this one role and I basically had the part and they brought me to the office and they said, okay, you know, uh, Friday where they basically my agent is dealing with the contracts and all of this. And then Friday, um, my agent calls me and says, I am so sorry. And I'm like, Oh no, (laughs) no. She's like, they found an American actor who's already on a show and they got him to do the part. And so you've lost the part. And I was like, Oh my God, what? And the, this type of stuff sometimes is just heartbreaking as an actor. You just feel like, Oh, this fucking industry. Like it just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did this workshop, this online workshop actually with uh, Kyle Cease. And I just want to mention this cause he had a comment in the workshop, which I thought was so brilliant. He said, maybe they never broke your heart. Maybe they just broke your expectations. Mm. And I thought, you know, that's so much of what relationship is. We have all these expectations about how things need to play out and mm-hmm. what things need to be. And we make it about like, oh, you hurt my heart. And it's like, maybe our expectations are the things that we we need to look at when we think about relationship. Because, you know, I think like we get into these um, industries, maybe acting and whatever, and we get this whole like, like, I need to succeed. I need to be on a big show or win an award or do something. And this can transfer to anything, but mm-hmm. particularly acting, for example, is like, you know, and you, and you go down the road and for some people that does happen, but for other people, and most actually it doesn't. And so now we, we who don't necessarily get that golden ticket have to face that part. And I think sometimes too, it's like, 
it's not necessarily, um, you know, I think when you begin acting, you get kind of wrapped up. Well, not everybody, but I'm sure a lot, we get wrapped up in the fact that like my success is my value as an actor. And that might be your relationship to acting. And so now it's like, how much did I book? How many awards did I win? How much recognition did I get? And what if that isn't your value as an actor? And what if that is maybe something that you need to negotiate and and work with? Because maybe that's the very thing that actually um, causes you to not like acting, whether you fail or succeed. Because there's plenty of people I've met who are very successful at that career and many other careers, and they're not happy. Mm -hmm. Like They are deeply unhappy, yet... Many people look at them and go, if only I was winning awards like you, if only I was succeeding like you. And we, we often think, oh, well, if I succeed at this thing I'm doing, then our relationship is tight. Then we're good, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, then you get there and you realize, no, that isn't what made this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I think you bring up like expectation is such a huge thing. It wasn't necessarily something I, I thought of when we were coming into this conversation, but our expectations on our relationships, and you know, I've, I've, it makes me think of um, something from a from a course in miracles, which was um, that was in my mind a moment ago. This seems to happen like every <laughs> single single time. It'll it'll come back to me here. Yeah. Um, but no, like our our expectations. Yes, our our expectations. Oh, and it was like it's um, this idea that like we get we give everything all the meaning that it has to us and this is also where i think relationship um is also tied into the law of story the stories that we that we tell about the people places things events the experience of of our lives you know we are the ones who are who are telling those stories we're the ones who are telling ourselves these these stories, and at any moment we have the opportunity to to tell a different story and change that relationship. Mm-hmm. But if we don't choose to be the, and, and this is kind of almost, I feel like I'm almost treading into your territory here, Brandon. But if we're not like the people who are choosing the story that we're telling, if we're not te- if we're not picking the narrative around our life, then one will be handed to us. Yes. This is like, I mean, this is the big thing that, you know, um, where I kind of ventured and have been venturing out of a little bit out of the film industry and that, and more into this kind of life coaching territory, because as I've gone down this road and I'm like, what the fuck is a life coach? You know, like everyone lives, but it's like, oh, well you, you know, Everybody lives, but not everybody experiences the life of living, you know? And, I, and what I'm starting mm-hmm. to find out is that um, the, the thing about story and narrative is, is what allows you to experience the, the life in your life. Because, you know, you're not teaching someone how to live. You're not coaching them on how to live. You're coaching them on how to l- live the live, you know, mm. live the life. Right. And there was this quote I came across today and I'll just read it because you you mentioned like we make up the meaning. We tell the story. Mm-hmm. And the quote is this. Life has no meaning. Each of us has meaning and we bring it to life. It is a waste to be asking the question when you are the answer. 
And the thing is, like, that's relationship. You make relationship. You decide the expectation. You decide the meaning. You decide the narrative. You decide how you relate to absolutely everything in your life. So here's, here's, I'm going to give an example maybe that would help people to kind of grasp this even a little further. My, and I share, I'm just going to keep sharing the story because I think it's a valuable story. And, you know, I've been learning to not take a story and then shove it in a corner after I've shared it once. Mm. That sometimes a story can be shared many times because it can be, it can have infinite value. Um, When I was 21, um, I was doing my career as, as a filmmaker, as an actor, as a screenwriter, all pretty, pretty good immediate success, you know, um, had a distributed film, had a film that just got, you know, like, um, basically purchased to be made, just had my little television pilot kind of opened up and I just booked two roles as an actor. So I felt like I'm doing life pretty good, but you know, it was far cry from where I wanted to go. Of course, because mm-hmm. my expectations were so high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so I decide, you know, I need to go down to L.A. I need to go down to Los Angeles, Hollywood. I need to be in the epicenter of the film industry and do this. And my dad and I have had a longstanding feud with whether the film industry is a good venture or not. Um, and uh, <laughs> at this time, being 21, he was like, well, uh, I don't think so. And uh, he uh, he called me up one day and he said, you know, I was not one day, the day I was about to leave for L.A., literally the morning we were just getting in the car and he said uh he said if you he's like i think you're wasting your life with the film industry and if you leave i'm going to disown you basically that was basically that sums it up as much as possible and i flipped out and i said you know fuck you and i'm uh you haven't been there for me you'll never be for me in the future (laughs) and drove off right um but here's the thing that was almost very like mark Wahlberg and boogie nights (laughs) was it that's funny um, so almost, and, yeah, well, so then anyway, uh, anyway, my dad was, I, I hung up that phone and I never talked to my dad for like three and a half years. He missed so much of my life. And I would look at him kind of like this antagonist, this person who's against me. And mm. that has been sometimes a struggle for me just with our relationship and things have evolved because I decided that I don't have antagonists. Antagonists are something that I create in my narrative. I make it mean that he's my antagonist. Mm-hmm. I make a relationship of meaning that he is. And so he is not an antagonist. He simply was a father scared for a son, scared to have his, his boy go down to this big city with Harvey fucking Weinsteins and people like that. And don't think it's just women. It's young boys too. And I'm not kidding for those of you on the other line because someone while I was down there literally tried to put a pill in my drink and I caught them. So it is real both ways. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And so the other thing is like, he's scared and he's also thinking like, well, you know, what if my son goes down there, does this thing, wastes all his money, you know, gives up on things like school and whatnot. He's a scared father. Now, do you see how the relationship changes to love as Mm -hmm. opposed to this antagonist that's like, your father was destroying your dreams and he's such a bad no yeah right the thing is is can you comprehend people's reasoning can you evolve your relationship now when i was 21 i wasn't there yet he was an antagonist Mm -hmm. but i had to evolve the relationship with him and realize that antagonists are created we decide who has power over our life and we decide like who is going to destroy right? Who are we giving power to? Now, granted, you know, we, we, we had a relationship around money. 
and he took the money away in our relationship. And it wasn't like, you know, I had helped him. And then when it came around to my turn, he didn't help me. Um, that was not cool. That was not good. But at the same time, you have to look at everything in my opinion and you got to go, okay, well, um, like is the thing that I, like, he gave me a great gift is he took away the money, but he gave me a great gift because I learned to stand on my own two feet at 21. I, I didn't know how to stand on my own two feet until that day. And that day I said, I'm going and doing this and I don't need you or anybody else. And no one is ever going to dictate my life. Had my dad never done that, I never would have got that opportunity. Now, I'm not saying that what he did was okay, mm -hmm. but I am saying that every moment is a gift and we don't need to make our relationships bad and toxic, but we make it mean what we make it mean. I choose to look at it as like my dad gave me a service. He gave me a service because it taught me and it gave me something that's a gift. You know what I'm saying? Well, it, 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 in interestingly enough is, is what it was, was it was like, it was building a, it would gave you something that was building a relationship with yourself. And that's a great point. Right? Like it was this relationship that you had with your dad, you know, turned into a point where you developed a deeper relationship with yourself, mm -hmm. where you stand, where, you know, what happens when you are totally. pushed, when your values where are Where do pushed, I stand? Where do you stand? Yeah. You know, like it's, it's not to be undervalued. Our, our relation, as, as I said earlier on, our relationship with ourselves is is the most important relationship we will ever have yes. in our lives, and and sometimes the relationships that we have with things in and and people and whatever in in the world, you know, they they are testing to us and they challenge um, our our own sensibilities and beliefs of 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 who we are. And what our relationship to ourselves is. Um, Can I just top in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump you know, in. an interesting thing you pointed out is like, yeah, it did help me have a relationship with myself. And in many ways, my relationship to my dad was up until that point looking much for his approval. And once I said, okay. I'm going to do this and you don't approve. I don't need your approval for me to do this. And in some ways, um, my own relationship with myself evolved. And here's the thing that I've realized is that my relationship with myself often reflects the relationships I have with others. Like if I don't have mm -hmm. self-love, that is very often why I can feel brokenhearted or feel like I lost somebody if they break up with me or if they, or if I, or whatever, or maybe I'm scared to leave them, even though it's not a good relationship, because I, if I don't feel like I can give it to myself, then maybe I look to this person and maybe they're not good for me, but I, they still give me something. And so I'm like, Oh, without them, I feel like I'm lacking. But you know, if you have a relationship with yourself where you really love yourself, you feel complete, you feel full, you don't necessarily need someone in your life to fill that. And then what ends up happening is you don't look for people who are basically trying to build relationships on codependencies, but you're looking for maybe another person who feels okay with themselves. Mm -hmm. And so this changes the way you go out into the world. But like, I think part of the issue with my, me and my father too was like, I mean, up until that point, you know, I was being a somewhat dependent. And mm -hmm. so in some ways I created the atmosphere and the environment for such a situation to occur, you know, but like, 
it's 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 interesting, right? I mean, I know that this can be sometimes high, yeah. high, high hard to think about, but like our relationship to ourselves is often reflected out in every relationship we have. I mm-hmm. think that's why it's the most important one. It's uh, like just listening to your story, like because I've heard you tell tell this story a, few, uh, a number of times, and you know, and, and there's usually something kind of some new perspective I, I get out of it, but it's really this beautiful. Process. I guess the law of process is related to this too. There's so. I guess. I guess <laughs> relationship would be related to absolutely every other law. It's that almost we have. a master law. It would be a master. Is, yeah. Let's just call it. I it's think just, so. It's yeah. Probably it. Um, See, we find out stuff as we're talking uh, to new people. <laughs> but, but you know, like as you were saying, this like how how relationship changes and evolves, and how sometimes it's it's not always that you're choosing. But you're presented with with these different scenarios, which which force change, and it's what you do with that. You know, you had this one, you had this relationship with with your dad that was one of of you know just trying to you know impress him, make yeah. him proud. You know, so y- it was not a very um, a- autonomous. Uh, a place of, of being in a relationship, you know, it was all, it was a conditional type of relationship and, and going both ways Mm. because that's, you know, you get this threat from him. Right. And so now you're presented, it's like you had this relationship. Now you're presented with this thing where it's like, whoa, your relationship is changing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And that relationship changes. You make a decision, your relationship with yourself changes and then years later you come back to like reconcile to a degree with your father in a new relationship once more right you know like and and a new type of of thing has has taken its place and i think that that's it's very much a creative process in that whole thing, I mean, you know, we're way of the artist, so creativity is is all part of it. It has something to do with it. It has something to do with it. <laughs> um, but this is, you know, this is creativity and artistry in in our lives, right? This is this isn't about about painting and and acting and music necessarily. These are just kind of metaphors in a large degree, uh, uh, processes which which um, help us to to shed some light and illustrate things in life Mm. and it's so what i this is all this is all coming to some place here and what's interesting to me is that this is such a process of creativity and part of that is is a death in creativity there's usually always something that has to die Mm. in any real thing of creativity and people don't think about that they don't think about the death in creativity they only think about the new creation but they don't realize that in a new creation the old in many ways must be shed absolutely and that's that's the only thing way for for anything new at least new for us you know in our own own lives to be created Mm. is is for something old to be let let go of and that includes relationships our our old relationships not necessarily that they that they completely go away but they change you know that it evolves in a way that's like so that but it's still a a, a kind of a dying process that goes on there it's like you have to let that old thing die you know you could not go and and reconnect with your dad 
without having let a certain aspect of that, that past relationship completely die. I think that's where, you know, when it comes to uh, relationships and forgiveness starts to play in a part because forgiveness, um, you know, I think it's wildly misunderstood concept by most people, but forgiveness, um, begins with you forgiving yourself Mm. before you ever need. And, you know, you actually shared that with me before, because I was really struggling with forgiveness at a certain point. And I was like, you know, I just, I'm trying so hard to forgive a few people. And you were like, well, you know, what if you forgive yourself for not being able to forgive them yet? And I did. And that really changed the game for me. And what ended up happening was I began to be like, it's okay. I'm, that's just where I'm at right now. I'm not ready to forgive them yet. And that's okay because that's where I'm at at this moment. And what ended up happening was it created a certain amount of self-love and self-acceptance because by my being like, I can't forgive, I don't know how to forgive, I was making myself wrong, making myself bad for not being able to forgive. And I think like when you look at forgiveness, like I was making me wrong and bad. So then if I'm not wrong and bad, then what ends up happening is I find self-love. Can I make them not wrong and bad? You know, and then it evolves and it moves forward, but you can't really almost forgive them until you forgive yourself, which brings us back to our original point, your relationship with yourself. Yeah, (laughs) man, like like this is just, you know, I knew that there was, there was so, that there was going to be a lot to this, but man, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm just blown away with how rich how rich our lives are in relationship. All of us. Yeah. You know, it's like you and the, uh, on the other end of this podcast, believe it or not, you have a relationship with Brandon and I, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like we're in a relationship. We're in a relationship. You, you can have see a, other people, but yeah. we are together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have a relationship where you listen to us <laughs> periodically from time to time. And yeah, or at least maybe you moment. enjoy it or maybe you think we're idiots and maybe you're going to blast us on social media. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? But Who knows? that's your that's your relationship with right. us. You know what's another thing? As uh, it's just you pointing that out, the whole like getting blasted on social media or somebody like kind of going and whatever. Relationships really interesting because we often look at relationship in a way where people get to just kind of be in a relationship with us, and it's like, oh, you only get to be in a relationship with us if we choose to relate to you, like. And we only get to relate to you if you choose to relate to us. And I was actually doing a live stream just the other day and I was talking about that because someone mentioned like, oh, what do you do with haters? What do you do with people that are, you know, destructive? And I was like, well, hmm. it, was an, it was a great little chat, if I don't say so myself. But uh, <laughs> I was saying like, well, I have my dream, right? I have my dream and I have total authority over that. That's mine. You know, it's one thing, let's just go back and thank my dad because my dad was at the moment the ultimate adversary. You know, where I said, no, this thing is important to me and I'm doing it. And you're either on board or not on board. And so I decided in that moment that this is mine. And so I said, I was saying on the live stream, I'll say it again, is that nobody has authority over, over your dream, your life. You decide if you're going to let them in and let them relate to that. If mm-hmm. someone attacks me and says like, you're a shit actor, you're this or that, um, If they're trying to hurt me and I can perceive that maybe they're trying to hurt me, I I would just go like, I would just turn it all back on them and just be like, okay, you know, you seem upset. You, something seems to bother you. What bothers you? You, 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 because we're not talking about me. 
Mm-hmm. We're not talking about my dream and my thing. We're talking about you and your relationship to my thing. And they can never penetrate you if you always just turn it back onto them. And so the problem that I think happens with a lot of artists is someone comes up, says something negative on social media, a parent says something uh, shitty or a friend or someone they don't even know. And they go, oh, that hurts me. And it's like, it only hurts you if you let it hurt you. Mm-hmm. It only hurts you if you let yourself, your dream and what's important yeah. to you. Like they have no permission. They have no authority yeah. over that. Yeah. That reminds me of a of of an old story about about the Buddha or mm-hmm. something where basically the Buddha had a hater. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> the Buddha had a hater who like came up to him, like approached him in a street or something like that. And 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 he was just like you know, really, really giving it to him. Just like, you know, I don't know what he would have been saying. Like, and <laughs> you're full of shit in some yeah. degree. I probably, sure. What, what is anybody really hating on? It's like, you're full of shit. Yeah. Screw you. Um, and, and the boot, the Buddha being the Buddha was just very, um, you know, just kept on kind of smiling and, and was unfazed by, by this, by this verbal assault that he was being given. And this guy was very, uh, like, kind of caught off guard by the fact that he seems to have no impact <laughs> on this guy. He's not getting defensive, no nothing. And 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 so he was just like, he was like, why aren't you, <laughs> like, why aren't you saying anything or whatever? And he and he said, if you were to give a gift to somebody and they were to refuse it then who does that belong to? Right? He's like, I don't, I he, and he's like, yeah. I don't accept, like, basically saying like, I don't accept what you're, <laughs> what you're giving right. me right now. Like, this is like, your, your hatred is not something that I'm willing to receive. So. It's yours. <laughs> it's yours. Keep it. <laughs> it belongs to you. <laughs> That's why, you know, I, you know, and I. I <laughs> That's I, why the Buddha was great. <laughs> the Buddha was a good dude. You know, that's why I, I, I'm really trying to spread the message with that um, for people, especially people, because I was bullied when I was a kid. And I look at back at being bullied and I go, what? All, I, all it was was a misunderstanding from my point of view, because it's like people are bullying you. And if you, if you are being bullied and you just turn it back on the bully and be like, you don't seem to like me. Oh, I don't like you. You don't. Oh, you, yeah. So what's going on for you? Like, why? Oh, you're this, yeah. you're that. You're like, oh, interesting. Why does that bother you? Like, you're a nerd. Well, why does that bother you? And they're like, shut up, nerd. It's like, yeah. well, no, seriously. Like, I'm curious. Why does this bother you? Like, and then they, you know, whatever. Like, the thing is, is what happens with people who are attacking or people who are doing this is they're trying to gain some power because usually they feel powerless. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about relationship is when you understand why someone is relating to a certain way, if you understand what they're going for, you end up becoming like, it becomes a lot easier. Like for example, can you imagine if I was 21 and I was at the point where I realized that my dad was just scared and he loved me. And I said, you know, dad, your threat doesn't scare me, but look, I get that you're scared. I get that you love me. I get that right now, you feel like you need some kind of control here. And I want to tell you that I love you. Regardless, if you support me or don't support me. I'm going to LA, by the way. So you can decide if you want to do that or not. I hope you don't. I love you. And I just related to him that way. Can you imagine Mm -hmm. how disarming that would be? 
as opposed to fuck you and hang up the phone. Like yeah. that's what I could do at 21. Cause that was my current level of evolution as a human being. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, if someone did that, I'd say, if someone uh, threatened me or tried to do that, I just say, look, like I, this is what I'm getting from you. And maybe you feel me doing this is taking something from you. I, w- I want to talk about what you feel you're losing. Cause this has nothing to do with me. Like I'm going to LA, like that is already happening. But like, if I'm actually hurting you, if this is actually damaging our relationship and I'm doing something that's unkind, then maybe I'll consider it. But why don't you tell me what it is? And like, do you see how disarming that would be and how much we can relate to each other from a place of love and compassion and understanding? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is I think what happens is people, we take shit so personally. We make it all about us all the time. And I think relationship lets us get the attention off of ourselves for a moment and put it onto the thing, the person, the, the doing, the action, the whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that, you know, so, so why is this important? Right. We're talking about this whole thing of relationship. I think we've, we're, we've dissected a lot of of, of how this all impacts us. Like, so why is this important? And, and the and we've, I guess we've been kind of grazing on it, you know, but especially in, in the sense of like the stories that we're telling, but the importance of, of relationship, how we relate to the world, how we relate to ourselves and ourselves in the world, you know, all, all of these things, these are important things for us to consider and to nourish because it's all really about the quality of our lives the quality of our experience of our lives and relationship has such a huge degree of importance in all of this, you know, because, and especially because we do get a kind of choice in this matter, how we want to relate to things and to the people and, and, and to all of it, we can, we can choose to, to relate to all of it in a negative way, or we can choose to relate to it in a more positive way. And this isn't, isn't positive thinking, but this is to me about really, it's about bringing as much love into our relationships as possible, because that is where we thrive. And that's where we can create our lives and, and, and create whatever, whatever the hell we're creating with, with the most freedom Mm. and and possibility and potential and our how we choose to relate is is a is a huge critical component in all of that right you know i think i i think the the the, the access point and, and people might not necessarily resonate with this just yet but um you know i think you hang out with us long enough you hear enough of these podcasts and and you know you continue to push in your own personal growth You'll end up finding out that love solves 99.9% of your issues. You know, it's just, but it's a weird concept to kind of understand because, you know, love is like. It gets so caught up in sentimentalized yeah. kind of shit. And it's, yeah. And, and the thing is, is like, okay, well, here's the thing about relationship. Relationship can cause us a lot of pain or it can cause us a lot of joy. And I think the reason why you want to start to implement this law into your life is that how much is relationship causing pain in your life and how much is this pain limiting you, holding you back, hurting you, causing you to do actions that are self-destructive, limited, and whatever? 
And I think what happens is when you negotiate the law of relationship in your life, you buy yourself what in my opinion is the most important thing of all, autonomy and freedom. You buy yourself the ability to respond to things differently and to have more awareness and compassion for yourself and ultimately more options, more self-esteem, more confidence. All these great things are born. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like relationship is born out of our meaning that we make, our narrative that we tell, our, we decide and we decide how much access another gets and how much we want to give. And so like relationship, I think what it does is it, it creates flexibility and play. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, we talked about the law of play and the law of play is in many ways the law of give. How much give do we have? How much flex? How much room do we have to negotiate around? And when you're very rigid and in expectation, you have very little room. Everything's mm-hmm. so friggin' serious. And so you get stuck and you get caught and you feel small and you feel tight and you feel like you can't move yeah. and, and you feel like you don't have options. But like when you have the law of play in the law of relationship, what ends up happening is you go, okay, well, maybe I don't know everything about this person. And maybe I don't, um, you know, maybe there's room here. Maybe there's something to be created. And I think this is one of those laws because it's a master law. We're mm-hmm. going to get into it more over time. But I think the law of relationships, you can start to think like, well, what am I making this mean? What am I, yeah. what am I narrating this as? And like, am I making this person an antagonist or this thing antagonistic mm-hmm. to me? Or am I making it a supporter? Yeah, because right? the thing is, is that all of our relationships are have energy. They require energy, you know, that, that we, that we give and that we receive, but there's always, there's always a kind of energy exchange that's going on with all of our relationships. And we only have so much energy in the day to give to those, whether it's literally, it's like, okay, who am I spending my time with today? And what am I spending my time on today? You know, we only have so much energy in the day to do that. So it's about really making conscious choices about, about the things and the people that we are relating to. Mm. And also, and, and kind of coming back to this concept of, 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 of love in our relationships and the choice that we have in that. I mean, here's the thing. Why would you choose to continue to have a negative relationship with someone or something why would you choose to continue to do that but yet this is something that we do all the time Mm. you know we we hang on to a grudge we hang on to to something that someone said or or to some event that happened and so we we form some kind of of belief that causes us uh a stress that causes us anger, mm. that causes, you know, all of these things. And, and we are choosing to have that relationship. You know, we're, <laughs> you and your dad are going to be a theme in this one. We're just <laughs> building off of this one. But, sure. you know, you could have you chosen to continue a relationship of fuck you, dad. Yeah. You know, that, that could have been something that you decide to continue on. But what do you get from that? Right. You know, and, and to anybody listening to this, like no matter what this is, like wherever you have some place where whenever you think about this person or whenever you think about this event, whenever you think about, you know, it, you, it just stirs and brews up 
all of this turmoil mm. for yourself. Why? Mm. Why are you hanging on to this stuff? That, that's like it is taking your energy. Mm-hmm. That is your energy. You are expending energy into that thing to continue to keep it alive. It's like, is that something you want to keep alive? Or do you want to build a new relationship? I mean, either let it go or, or, <laughs> right. or it's like either completely let it go or just form a new relationship with this, with this situation. You know, it's, um, I, I've, I've learned to look at this life like a movie, right? Because I just love movies and, and I've, I've done so many movies now and gone through the process so many times, but movies are such a great analogy for life because I look at it like casting a movie. It's like, well, um, we're going to cast this character or cast that character, or, you know, do I want, um, this person in the movie or do I not want them in the movie? And, you know, clearly at 21, my dad got cut from the movie, you know, it's <laughs> like, well, you, you know, unless you, unless you apply for the job again, you're cut, you know, and then eventually th- took him three and a half years to come back and say like, maybe we should have a conversation, you know, yeah. it took him three and a half years, but I, you know, and, and my brothers were pissed off at me and, you know, they didn't necessarily understand. And I had those pressures and, and, you know, and I, I looked at it and I'm like, when you want to be back in my life, you can ask, but that was where I was at. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing I, I shared earlier. I said like, well, what if I came to my dad and I said, well, dad, you know, uh, what's going on for you? He, he might've not responded well to that. He might've been like, blah, 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 blah. And, and then the tax may have kept coming. And, you know, it's, it, you can't make yourself wrong. I, you know, I was 21 at the time doing the best I could do. Yeah. And at the time my away was okay. You're cut from the film, but like, we also cast people. So my dad came back into my life and at first he was an antagonist. I just still looked at him like this enemy in my life, you know, mm. and it took me time to negotiate and relate, relate and, and start to, um, come to a relationship with him where it was not so much about like, you are, you are the person trying to cause harm to my goal, you know, like, um, and to make him more of a person that was like, you are the way in which you do your thing, the way in which what's going on for you doesn't necessarily have antagonism over me unless I allow it to have antagonism over me. So it's like, I remember my dad was saying something like, um, it's really funny moment. He goes, uh, you know, people, people are so negative all the time. They're doing this. And I'm like, it's pretty negative dad. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, Oh yeah. And it's just like, I just like, you see, like, like I call him out on his projection, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. okay. But the thing is that it come to that awareness, you know, and then what ends up happening is you just, you learn skills in life to disarm people, right? So like what, I think what's really great about this stage in my life is I'm like a fucking master disarmer. Like if someone came at me, I like disarm them and their weapon is all of a sudden useless. And they're like, uh, what, what do I do? You know? Cause like, that's the thing though. But if people knew how to do that in relationships, um, we would probably not feel so like at the whim of them. And you know, I think like for all the younger people out there, maybe people who haven't developed or whatever, it doesn't matter what age you are. Like we, we haven't developed the skill yet to negotiate. Don't worry so much about getting it right. You know, I think what starts with relationship is you just holding your standard. And you know, we were saying how to use this is like, sometimes your, your, your best ability is just to cut someone from your life and don't make yourself wrong for that. You know, like I, I lost three and a half years with my dad. Mm-hmm. It saddens me. But at the same time, it was necessary. 
you know, for me. And that's what I had to do. And, you know, and my brothers were like, well, what if dad dies or passes away? And you just, you know, and I'm like, well, what if I die and pass away? It works both ways. It's a relationship. And when it's another human being, it goes both ways. And so, um, you know, the, the thing is, is what I'm, I'm going to bring you back into my life because now, like, you're older and there's some fear of, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's how we compromise ourselves. And, like, I'm glad that we figured it out, you know? I'm glad that we worked it back out and we relate. And, you know, I, I, I think with any relationship you can look at, like, I wish we could find more love and more closeness in this relationship, but especially with family members. But, you know, as far as, like, I'm just going to leave this with people, like, as far as where you're at with how you're relating, you know, people will come and go in your life. And I think what's most important about a relationship is your relationship to yourself and your own integrity. And that will answer most of your questions about, should I continue with this person? You know, if you're really, like, relating with self-love, you, you'll find that a lot of the answers just answer themselves. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a lot yeah. of self-love, this can seem like a very difficult idea, a very difficult concept. And so that's okay. If this is really confusing to you and you're like, I don't know what to do. I have all these fucking people, these bullies, this fucking people that are against me. That's okay. But what I'd like you guys to just walk away with is like, look at where you could have more self-love because that will solve that problem. But if you try to like solve it through them by being like, I know I'll cut all these people and I'll do all this and out, out, out. What ends up happening is you, you don't necessarily repair the relationship with you, mm-hmm. which is really where this all starts. You are the core. You are the center of your whole movie. You're the director. You're the actor. You're the writer. You're the producer. You're everything. So and, until you start making strong decisions from those positions, you're in someone else's movie deciding how they want to relate. And then you're just at the whim of their relationship because they might have solidness in themselves but you don't in yours and so you're just a bit part in another person's movie which kind of sucks yeah 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 well that was a little tangent but it was probably good no it was great (laughs) um beer yeah let's just talk about this for a quick second okay so before you mention it um little sub note i like to throw this in every now and then we do a beer because evan and i have known each other for a very long time and we wrote scripts together and then one day we got together and we started reworking a script that had some interest from a producer and we would have a beer and that beer, we would start to talk about what's going on in your life as an artist, you know, and then he would ask me and we'd have these really great talks and we're like, we should record that. And then a podcast was born and now and we the kept things the beer. have evolved. The beer has, has stayed. The beer so. just felt like the right move. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't an advertisement for beer. It's just, we just like to talk about the Yeah, beer no, we're, we're not being uh, paid by anybody for this. Um, so this is from uh, Strange Fellows Brewing company uh they're one of my favorites actually i'm oh, yeah? always nice uh, you know every, every single time i have one of their things i'm always just like man they're doing great stuff um and this is their uh white ipa i like white their IPAs. white ipa <laughs> yeah they're very good for they're kind of nice in like the summertime because they kind of still give you like a, a light freshness but they're still like got lots of lots of you know stuff for your taste buds <laughs> to like grab onto yeah totally um, well, it's, yeah, it's been a good beer. I've enjoyed it. Been a good beer, been a, been a good chat so far, I feel. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess we could wrap it up, really. Right? Yeah. For yeah. now. Maybe for we can now. come back to this another day. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll ha- come up with a new relationship for relationship, and then we'll <laughs> discuss that at that moment in time. Um, well, what do you, well, maybe I'll go first, and then sure. we can finish this baby off. I, what I'd like to leave people with is that... 
the law of relationship is something that you can use any moment and it's really something where you can begin just by going, how do I relate to me? You know, when I look in the mirror, how do I relate to that person I see? When I think about who I am as a person, as a character in my movie, in my story, how do I treat myself? How do I talk to myself? And I think one thing that I always try to rely back on these days is I go, would I hang out with me if I talked the way I talk to myself? I fucking wouldn't. (laughs) So I look and I go like, also, if a little kid came up to you and said, you know, I have this dream to be an actor and a filmmaker and blah, blah, blah. Would you go to that kid and go like, who are you to think you could do that? You know, would I ever say anything like that to a little kid? If you're doing stuff like this, I want you to start to relate to yourself more like you're seven years old or six years old or whatever your pinpoint is, where you can start to go like, how would I talk to this kid? right? That had infinite potential and didn't Mm -hmm. have this backstory of how blah, blah, blah happened. Right. And, and look at and go and relate from that place yourself, because that is going to have all other relationships, things, what you do, people you meet, it's going to help evolve, but you got to begin with you. And that's where I'm going to just leave this at for now. Just relate to yourself at seven. I, I I commonly go back to either like six, seven years old. And I also go back to when I was 16 because 16 was a pinnacle time for me. It was when my parents kind of like had split up and I was alone and we'd lost all our money. And I look back at that moment as like, you know, what would I tell that 16 year old, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just kind of go back and when I share stuff, I'm like, dude, you know, you're going to do fucking great. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Just, just go follow your heart, trust yourself. And what happens is I start doing that right now. And it helps. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So that's what I'd say to people. Try try that out. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's that's really that's really great. Like, yeah, how would you know? I I sometimes bring up a question for for my clients and students, and it's like, well, what what was the thing that you needed or that you wish you got? Mm. You know, when when at a certain formative time in your life you know usually something will jump into your mind it's just like oh yeah like around this time I really kind of wish I you know (laughs) yeah you know like that kind of scenario and it's like be that person for yourself now be that person for yourself right now this is the kind of relationship uh that we want to start start developing with our own selves and then also you know let's start to take a look at how we're relating to the world how are we how are we going about in the world and and is are we going about it in a way that is is empowering to us are are you going through life in a way that that is cultivating something beautiful and and something that is loving in in your life you know these are all your relationships mm-hmm. these are all of your your thoughts your expectations which i realize kind of towards the end here that's like this is could be called conditional mm-hmm. right our conditions on relationships you know these these are all things that we bring into the fold and are these things necessary is are these thoughts and are these stories around these relationships necessary are they causing you more harm than good like you know let's and 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 again that that this is still very much everything i'm saying is still 
about an internal relationship that we have with ourselves. How we relate to the world is still how we relate to ourselves at the end of it all. Um, you know, it's so great that you brought up conditions. I just, I feel like this something needs to be said is that we don't have a loving relationship with ourselves often, I think, because we put too many conditions on what it would take to be lovable. Mm. You know, it's, uh, I've heard this, you, you remind me of something I remember reading from a Dan Millman book. And he was saying, you know, so often we, for ourselves, we're looking for a reason to be happy. We kind of think we need to have a reason to be joyful in our lives. And so his challenge was be unreasonably happy (laughs) (laughs) in two different ways, you know, it's just like, but don't have a reason. Don't have a reason. I love that. I don't think I would have been able to hear that had we not had this conversation because I'm, I'm actually beginning to see how I do that in my own life still, how I make it. Well, once I do this or if, you know, this is what makes me lovable or enough or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, it's like, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm here. I'm this experiencer experiencing this life, doing this thing. And whatever experience I want to have is perfectly fine. You know, it's not like someone goes to Disneyland and you go, you have to do this. Otherwise you won't enjoy Disneyland. I mean, if you are, it's like, well, maybe like, you know, I went to Universal Studios and I've, I've gone to many of these theme parks and it's kind of like, you know, one thing that someone else likes might not be the part of it that you like. And, you know, it's like, I, kn- I know this sounds like kind of a weird relationship, but it's like, if you go into life without so much expression, uh, expectation and conditions, you give yourself more play, more room, more flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm seeing though? I'm seeing a great pairing between the law of relationship to the law of play. And how mm-hmm. they very much bridge each other. They're, they're so important because like when we don't play, our relationships become rigid. And when we do play, our relationships become flexible and open. And when they become flexible and open, it creates room for us to have a new experience, a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's for another time, perhaps. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.